Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first Free Form Friday of the year of our Lord Jesus, 2024. Happy New Year. Glad that you could join us. So as I was thinking through some of the topics that I want to uh, talk through with you on these Fridays, here's the one that I think is uppermost in my mind. So this is going to come up again and again and again in different ways. And it is simply this. We need to enjoy this life we have been given by King Jesus. We need, need to enjoy it. 2024 needs to be lived and lived well, and we need to enjoy it. And we need to choose to enjoy it. Joy is a choice. It, it's got to be right. It's commanded. Rejoicing is a choice. And as we've talked about in the past, you know this, everyone is saying this, 2024 could be a doozy. When you think about all that's happening here in the U.S. politically, and not just here, it's happening in other places as well. And we continue to hear of more uh, military tensions and uh, wars. And uh, it's just everything is shaping up to be chaos and fear. And we as Christians must not get swept away in all of that. We must live lives of joy. Now, are there, are there times of mourning? Of course. Now, but see, I'm not, I'm not with you in that. So you need people who know you and who love you and uh, who fellowship with you, who can mourn with those who mourn, right? So, so I realize there's more to life than just what I'm talking about. However, I don't think most of you are in elongated period, periods of mourning. Maybe you are, and I just don't know about it. But for those of you who are not, if you're like most Christians these days, there is so much to be rejoicing in, and I want to help you do that. So we're going to do that repeatedly uh, throughout this year, and uh, and like I said, we're going to need it. So uh how do we do that? Well, one way is, oh, hang, hang on, hang, let me let me just take a sip of this delicious coffee. Oh, Ooh, do you see that? You see that? This is courtesy of one of our NCST students. I should say former NCST students, not because he quit, but <laughs> we bailed out on the program. Uh, Edgar, Edgar Ruiz uh, sent this to me, and he also sent another one with the Cross Crown logo. And uh, if you are on uh, Facebook and follow, uh, is it new NCT Porch? Maybe uh, he someone posted on there. I think it was actually someone else posted on there. Um, you've seen Elf on a Shelf, and then they created this on a uh, an icon and or an image, and uh, you know Doug on a mug. I suppose <laughs> was the thought. And some people responded to that, and someone said, "Well, we need to make that happen," and Edgar did, and he sent it to me. As a gift, as a Christmas gift, he sent me both of these mugs. Uh, on the back here, it's got some uh, some of the quotes uh, that he remembers me saying again and again and again. I have some uh, some thoughts on a, a fun way to get your involvement in producing some more of these mugs down the road. You'll hear more about that when I get back. But for now, I just want to say, look, this is a simple way to grow in joy, and it's this. Edgar took the time to download that image, send it to whoever he used to, I think it's Shutterfly, to uh, have it made. 
to think through what to put on it, uh, on the mug, and then had it shipped to me. He gave me a gift. One of the things that will help us create joy is to pause when someone gives us a blessing, a gift, when they do something kind for us, to receive it. And of course, we should say thank you, right? We should have gratitude. But sometimes that gratitude doesn't come simply because we don't pause and just reflect that somebody cared enough to express this kindness to us. So Edgar, thank you. And I want you to know, I want everybody to know, when when I received it, I started showing it around to people and made. I took the time to just let it settle in my mind that, that someone cared enough to give me this gift. We just came through the Christmas season. How many people gave you gifts? Every one of them had to think about you. What would be a blessing to you? And sometimes that's the hardest part, isn't it? My, my wife and my kids are always bugging me because uh, I don't wait. I just, if I want something, I buy it. <laughs> so they, they, uh, they sort of had this thought that they uh, don't ever have anything to uh, give me because I just give it to myself. But to their credit, they find things. And I was greatly blessed this Christmas season as they gave me some very creative and, and um, uh, what's the word, uh, gifts that, that I didn't even know I wanted that, that took some forethought, knowing me and care for me to think through what I would want, what I would be blessed by, and then they had to go through the process of ordering, wrapping, and all that. So we just came through this Christmas season. We all received gifts. And of course, we talk about it's better to give than receive, and I'm not downplaying the giving part, but you also received a lot of gifts. Did you let that settle in? Did you let that hit you, you know, right in your heart of, man, somebody cared about me enough to give me a gift or more than one? The Lord Jesus is giving us gifts constantly. And we need to receive them as such. And that will create joy as we go. So thank you, Edgar. Um, Ah, the Lord's gifted us even with the gift of coffee. All right, so for the rest of our time this morning, I want to talk about something that uh, some of you are not going to like very much. We've talked about it before. I went through this with Fridays with the Fellows, but it's, I want to revisit some of it. Um, and, and if I start talking about this and you don't like it, please don't just shut me off. Give me a chance to encourage you to look honestly at yourself in this area and then consider making changes. And so today I just, I just want to talk about the importance of caring for our body. And there is a connection between how we feel physically and the non-physical joy that we feel. We, we are human beings with body and soul or spirit, right? We, we have an inner man and an outer man. And there is a relationship between those two. And I think sometimes we tend to downplay that relationship. Sometimes we, we become functional Gnostics. 
where they think we think of the spirit and everything that we do with our mind and and especially as i'm harping all the time on systematic theology and having our little daily devotionals where we feel good with jesus and and you know have these experiences that that stuff is holy and and you know we've reduced knowing god to reflecting on some abstract attributes or going to church uh, service kind of thing and we it's easy to even unintentionally really downplay the fact that we are bodies God made our bodies and our bodies are good. And there is a relationship between our inner man and our outer man. And if we don't take care of our outer man, it affects our inner man. If you have had children, young children in your home, and you know if they don't get their naps, if they don't sleep well through the night, they get cranky. Right? Sometimes the best discipline is send them to bed. And they wake up happy as, as a lark. If you're a parent, you know that. Well, what's going on there? There is a direct relationship between their body and their spirit, soul, their their emotions, their feelings, their attitudes, their behaviors, their self-control. I've worked with a lot of men uh, who you know, uh, are trying to overcome their temptation to lust and pornography and such, and uh, almost all of them agree that when we are tired, we our, our resolve is not as strong. So the point is there's a, there's this relationship. So I want to, I want to talk through just some basic things. You know, it's the first week of the year. It's the time when people make their resolutions and so on. And I'm not a big fan of resolutions, but this is a time to make some changes. And I want to see if I can convince you to do that. Some of you don't need to do this. There's probably a handful of you that don't, but my guess is most of you listening here would find more joy in 2024 if you gave some thought to your your outer man. So the first thing I'm going to say is, is it may uh, may surprise you, may seem a little strange, but when it comes to pain, do you pray about the pain? Do you ask the Lord for relief? We do that when we are diagnosed with a severe disease, especially a potentially fatal one, right? Cancer kind of thing. And we, of course, we pray and we ask other people to pray. But what about other kinds of pains, lesser pain, pains that are not going to end our life anytime soon, as far as we know, but they just, they're, they are irritating. They get in the way of doing what we need to be doing and of uh, experiencing joy in this life. And, you know, they could get in the way of good sleep and that affects us and all that. How often do we pray for this? So I, I don't remember if I shared this with the fellas uh, a couple months ago. I may have, but it's worth repeating, I think. So a couple years ago, uh, my wife started experiencing significant hip pain. And it grew and grew and, and it, it got so bad. Well, this has actually been more than two years ago. It's been several years ago. And it got so bad that it was just impacting all of all, our entire life her sleep, uh, well, just everything. So we went to all kinds of doctors, specialists, uh, you know, the, um, uh, deep tissue massage, dry needling. Um, I can't think of all the, we went to everybody we could think through chiropractors, several of them. And, you know, everybody had a different solution for the problem. And I had finally gotten to the place where I thought, 
I guess we're just going to have to manage the pain and live with this. And then it occurred to me, I had not earnestly asked the Lord to heal her. I think I had asked along the way more out of, I don't know, uh, I don't know what my motive was, but I, 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 I knew I hadn't been earnest about it. So I uh, earnestly asked the Lord for relief and laid out all the reasons why I wanted this pain to be gone. Well, he didn't just zap her and heal it like he certainly could have. He's, he has that power, right? But what happened is within a month, I would say, it might have been within two weeks. I forget the timing now. It's fading a little bit. Uh, a friend of ours who worked for this chiropractor who had been telling us for months and months and months, anytime any of us complain about any kind of pain, telling us that he's, you know, he's, he's unique, he's rare, he's gifted, he's, he, he's very special. And I, we'd been to so many and I'd been to, I had some neck problems. I've been to so many chiropractors. I, yeah, they, they can't help me. Well, for whatever reason, I don't remember the whole, I don't know why, but I, well, I do. I think it was like, well, okay, let's try it because we've tried to other, but we have this friend that knows him. So we went in and he has a, uh, an added element that he brings. It's not just chiropractic. And uh, so the first thing he does is take x-rays and comes in and gives us a consult. Well, he came in and he said, all right, well, here's the problem. Your tailbone is, is you know, significantly wedged forward. I, that's not, it's bent forward. And he said, you know, my guess is you were in a car accident 20 years ago or so. And just kind of casually said that and start, continued on with his presentation. And I finally stopped him and said, whoa, whoa what? How'd you know that? Because it was a little more than that. It was almost 30 years ago, but my wife was in a severe car accident when we were, uh, uh, I think it was even before we were married. <laughs> Isn't that funny how our memories fade? Uh, but exactly what he described. And he didn't know us from anybody. He didn't have a clue. He said, yeah, I've seen this. I know what's happening. He said, I can fix this. And uh, he said, I'm so confident I can fix this. I'll give you your money back if, if I can't. It was a pretty expensive procedure, but it involved decompression. So she went uh, twice a week for many, many weeks and then once a week and had the adjustments and all that. And the bottom line is, and he, and he said, this is what, interesting. He said, you got to trust me. You're going to get right up to the end and say it's not working. He had figured out this kind of a, problem how many procedures it takes and sure enough right after that last one I remember her coming out of the bedroom one morning and saying I think my hip is better and of course we're both a little skeptical and that's been not not a year six months ago maybe and she has not she's she's virtually pain-free of that particular pain and that has made her happier, <laughs> made me happier, and everything's great. And I prayed with earnest pleading with the Lord. And a month later, less than a month later, we find this guy who has the solution. So I, I share that with you for two reasons. One, do you pray about the things of life? And number two, do you believe that God answers those prayers? And are you looking for answers to those prayers? I guess number three then is, 
it, it's so clear how that pain resolution has impacted her, her life and, and therefore mine. So our bodies matter. All right, so I, I, just, I just want to at least pause here for a moment and say, I urge you, take time to pray about all kinds of things. Lord Jesus cares about life. And he doesn't always answer prayers immediately. This, it, it, we had to apply ourselves to, to doing the work and we paid money, lots of money for this. But he answered that prayer. He's a good God. And we rejoice in his kindness there. All right, so you just came through the Christmas season starting in Thanksgiving. If you're like most people, you gain somewhere between three and 10 pounds. And what happens to so many is that weight is put on every holiday season and maybe it comes back a pound or two, but you know, you're, you're on average up net five pounds and you carry that with you all year and then you do the same thing again next holiday season. So now you're up 10 pounds and, and so on. And people put on weight over time without even really realizing it and all that. And it impacts our lives. As does sleep, as does muscle composition, all that. So let me, let me just encourage you to give some thought to this. Would you consider taking an honest evaluation of where you are physically and committing to changing it and see if it doesn't have an amazing impact in your enjoyment of life and your ability to live this life that God has given you. We have one instrument with which to live and through which to do all the things that God has called us to do. We have one instrument. It's our body. Your contact with the world is your body, right? Everything you do. I mean, you can sit and do, do nothing but think, but that's not actually accomplishing anything. You've got to use your body to accomplish things. Why would we not want to keep our body in as good a condition as we can so that we can do what the Lord's called us to do? I mean, one of the reasons that I'm committed to taking care of my body is, you know, I have one, uh, well, by the time you see this, I'll have had, I'll have two married children. One married in 2023, the other one married just, uh, well, yesterday. (laughs) For you, this is yesterday. I hope and pray and believe that in the next year or two or three, I'm going to have some grandchildren. And who knows how many. And then I have a third child, a middle daughter that uh, could, could be married in you know not too distant future. And hopefully she'll have ch- children. I want to be strong and, and alive and vibrant to love and and help my children raise their grandchildren, their, their children, and, and just be part of their lives. And our bodies either enhance that or work against us. And again, you're, I don't, I, there's a large ra- age range of people who, who follow uh, this program and, and jump out here with us. And some of you are as fit as can be. 
but some of you could be better. And I think you know that what I'm saying is true, that if you were to take better care of your body, you would enjoy life more and be more productive and have more energy to do the things that you need to be doing. So how do we do this? I think there are three areas. Number one is sleep. Sleep is so important. And I say this as a guy who is not a very good sleeper. But it's not for lack of trying. I think, test me on this. If you haven't done this, if this is not part of your habit, test me on this. Commit to going to bed earlier than maybe you normally would. Certainly if you're spending your time on frivolous things, commit to going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. You know, try to get that six to eight hours. And, and what I do, uh, have done is try to kind of A, B tested. Where's my sweet spot? Where, what's that amount of sleep that if I get this, then I'm highly functional and I'm not drowsy throughout the day and that kind of thing. And uh, for me, it's around six and a half hours. If I, that's sort of the best night's sleep for me. I don't get that very often. Again, it's not for lack of trying. I just, you know, I just don't sleep. And maybe I don't need as much sleep as most people. But, uh, you know, find out where that sweet spot is. But go to bed at the same time and, and go, to, go to bed. You know, that takes discipline. It takes self-discipline to say, all right, I'm going to bed at 9.30. And um, I'm doing it. I'm going to sleep. And set my alarm for, you know, 6.30 every morning or 5.30 every morning, whatever it is. And get in the habit and track it. This is going to be a constant theme. What, you know, from the business world, you may have heard this, what gets tracked gets managed. Track your sleep. Get a sleep cycle app or if you're an Apple user, you've got uh, your iPhone, Apple Watch, whatever. They track the sleep. But track it and see and, and measure. See, see how much sleep you get on a regular basis and see how it makes you feel. So just try me on that. See if sleeping consistently impacts how you feel and how you how productive you are. So sleep is number one. Number two, that's the our, our body fat. And it's not about weight, it's about body fat. Most of us, most of us, the vast majority of us. Now again, I don't know most of you personally and don't know what you look like, but I just I know what I know people. Most of us would do well to lose several pounds of fat and probably more than than we think. And the only way to do that, that, at least the best way to do that, is fewer calories every day. It's not about cardio. It's not about getting out and running and that kind of thing. It's about what we put in our mouth. That takes self-discipline. And I'm convinced we have been lied to and deceived, duped by the whole medical industry, health industry on food. And I won't, you know, uh, get into all that. But what I have found that works for me and for many others, I've helped a lot of people through all this stuff. Um, High protein, healthy fat, low carb. But you got to track your calories. So if you have never done this, get uh, something like MyFitnessPal or one of the calorie tracking apps and enter everything you eat for a week. Everything. That includes, you know, every little packet of ketchup at Chick-fil-A or Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, that includes everything you put in your mouth, you track for a week. If you've never done this, you may be astonished 
at how many calories you eat. I was, the first time I did this, I couldn't believe it and how many calories are in the things like those sauces and breads and things that I just was unaware of. I, I believe the number is uh, a pound of fat on your body is 3,550 calories. So think about it. If you eat 500 calories a week more than your body uses, you know, how many, how many weeks is that until you put on a pound of fat? And then you go over a year doing that. So uh, again, you can go back and watch the Fridays with the fellows where I dive into this a little bit more and you can research this on your own. But if you have, if you ha need to lose some fat, it's all about what you put in your mouth. And I just want to urge you, give it some due consideration, put it to the test, commit to losing a few pounds and see if you don't feel better. And what we eat impacts our sleep. For me, uh, you know, Sundays we have our fellowship gathering and it's wonderful and we eat well and we have wine with the Lord's Supper and so on. It's a, it's a great day of feasting and enjoying God's good gifts. But here's what I know. I know that every Monday I'm going to feel my absolute worst for the whole week because I'm very disciplined with what I eat and I eat mostly protein with fat and a little bit of carbohydrates and I function well and I feel great and it's all good. But on Sunday, I'm not as careful because we're feasting. We're enjoying God's goodness and I eat more carbohydrates, sugar. And on Monday, it, it's not about how many, I don't, I'm not gaining weight. It's not about how many calories I have. It's just the content of the food. So for me, I did the AB testing and for me, uh, Carbs and sugars just make me feel draggy and, and awful. And when I used to eat big carbohydrate-filled breakfasts, you know, I got the drowsies like, like by 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning. And if I eat, well, I don't eat anything now until you know, noon typically. Uh, but I'll eat mostly protein for that noon meal and I don't feel drowsy in the afternoon. So that, uh, just test it, do your own research, but... Give it some thought and see if you won't benefit uh, from committing to losing some fat. And then thirdly is just we need to build muscle. And I'm not going to repeat. Again, go, you can go back and watch the, uh, uh, the Fridays with the fellows. Even the ladies can jump on there and see as I walked through all this uh, some months ago. But all of us, our muscles are deteriorating, or most of us, and we don't do manual labor. And our muscles contribute to everything we do. So when I lift up my grandbabies someday... I want to have the muscle so that I don't, you know, pull something every time I lift them up. And when I can, I want to be able to play ball with them out in the yard and that kind of thing. Uh, so that one deserves more time and we're running out of time here. So I'm just going to, again, refer you back to what I've already talked about or you can do your own research. But consider at least committing to a strength building program for 2024 and see if taking care of your body doesn't bring you joy and help you function more to do the things the Lord Jesus has called you to do. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, we'll come back next Friday and talk about some other things. Have a great weekend and uh, God bless.